Festival feature coming up. Love Talk Radio. Choked Out Radio, WrestleMania Business Edition. A lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. I am your host, Jim Wrestle, from the studios on a Sunday, rainy Sunday, here in Linda, New Jersey, broadcasting worldwide, worldwide to Block Talk Radio. I am your host, Jim Wrestle. WrestleMania week is just around the corner. Literally, starting mañana, it is the go-home shows of Raw, Tuesday, SmackDown, and before you know it, the wrestlers will be here in the tri-state area. Now, this is the first of two podcasts back-to-back. This one is by Flying Solo. I'm Flying Solo talking about uh, WrestleMania from a business perspective, and then I will get into discussing uh, with my good friend, Kervin, from the Yep, I Like Wrestling uh, group on Facebook and group in general, they have their shows, uh, shows, their viewing parties at Jack Dempsey's. So he's going to come on. We're going to talk about WrestleMania. I looked on Wikipedia, 14 matches as of now. And apparently, there's not going to be a women's match, a SmackDown women's match, because Asuka lost the championship to Charlotte. And there's a lot of speculation that there is going to be a winner take all, as I was telling my friends. Uh, about with between for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship to add even more prestigious or even more stakes to the first ever women's main event to close a WrestleMania, which I knew that was going to be the plan all along, you know, when bringing in Rousey. And I'll tell you what, for being a, a rookie, you know, not being in the game, not even more than three, four years max, I, I, I put it at that. She's done a great job in her role and her transition as far as being able to to play her role as a heel. So, awesome. So, with that being said, I just want to talk about WrestleMania from a business perspective because I've always been intrigued uh, with WrestleMania and how much money it makes for the city. So, I'm just going according to an article that I found online, Forbes, according to the gate for last year's WrestleMania was $14.1 million. Same venue hosted WrestleMania 30, and the gate for WrestleMania 30 was only 10.9. So you could say what you want about the WWE. You could say what you want about pro wrestling, but the facts, the facts are the facts. The WWE is making more money uh, than ever before, more profitable than ever before. A lot of it, of course, has to do with the uh, streaming network, but also the leverage that they've obtained by going to Fox and charging $2 billion for such a mega deal. And now there's rumors on the table of a third year coming up, a third uh, hour. But a lot of people are just saying that it will be two hours on Fox, and then the third hour most likely will be 205 anyway on FS1, because FS1 is dying for content with the departure of the UFC 
to ESPN and their ventures, uh, at, you know, Fox for the time being has a big void, at least until October. So I know FS1, I know they have NASCAR and baseball, but for me, you know, as far as whether it's combat sports or, or sports entertainment, they're not going to have anything at least until October. So that's very interesting as far as that's that. And I believe WrestleMania last year was the sixth highest attended ever with 78,133 screaming WWE fan, or wrestling fans, for that matter. I was at the number one, which is 101,763 at WrestleMania 32 in Jerry's World in AT&T Stadium. Now, according to last year, uh, according to last year, which I missed right now, hold on, hold on, hold on. Last year for New Orleans, I'm sorry, last year for well, the year before for Orlando, it brought in $181.5 million in economic impact. Right. Wow. How? I'm gonna. How is that possible? 181 million, 181.5 million dollars. WrestleMania 33 brought to the Orlando area. This article is a little bit outdated, so we don't. I don't know the exact stats about how much it brought to the New Orleans area, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty much the same thing. You know, I actually listed how. How is that possible? I'm gonna show you how, or tell you how. Think about the millions for the local businesses. You know, think about hotels. Think about Airbnb. Think about restaurants. Think about merchandise. And not just merchandise. Think about the, the tourist merchandise. Like, for example, last year, I didn't buy a New Orleans shirt, but, you know, I did buy, like, some New Orleans souvenirs. So think about that. Think about all the bars. Think about all the alcohol consumed by the 78,000 wrestling fans, not including the ones that perhaps go just to NXT or the Hall of Fame and also attend WrestleCon and also attend some of the other shows like the G1 uh, supercard between Ring of Honor and New Japan. Think about that. Plus, think about the cabs. Think about not just the yellow cabs, not just the livery cabs. Think about the S&D, such as Uber and Lyft and Juno. Think about how much those guys made over the course of a weekend as well. So just think about the economic impact there. Just think about that, guys, how $181 million. How do you get to that number? That's how you get to that number. You know, it's the hotel. I don't know if it includes Airbnb, but I'm pretty sure that factors into an extent, right? Then you talk about, you think about the restaurants, all the food, whether it's fast food or a la carte or buffet, whatever the case may be. Just think about that. Think about the merchandise, whether it's merchandise from a Russell Con, from an independent wrestling show. Um, that's, I, I believe that should be factored in, right? Of course, merchandise from the actual WrestleMania event. Then think about all all the stuff that you would spend on tourism, right? So, for example, New York this year, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would want to check out One World Observatory or check out the Empire State or check out the Statue of Liberty or check out, I don't know, a couple of things in Jersey. There's a lot, of, there's a lot to do in, in two states. And for those of you who don't know, although it's advertised in New York, the reality is, the, the main thing, the WrestleMania MetLife Stadium is actually in East Rutherford, New Jersey, which is about six miles from, you know, from Manhattan, from, from the west, west side. But, however, nevertheless, it, it, it is not close. And I know from what I've read, at least rumor-wise, from what I read, it is a logistic nightmare. I know usually, usually it's pretty easy because the, the complex where the arena is for the Hall of Fame and for NXT and for Run SmackDown is across the street from the main arena for Mania, but this is not the case, not at all. And on top of that, 
the the access is not at the convent, local convention centers because I just realized, because I live in Jersey, so I just realized that there's something going on in Edison the same weekend as Mania. So Edison was out the question. I'm not sure why Secaucus, which is near the city, but I know not really the city. I'm not sure why that venue was not chosen, but they did not um, choose the, the Meadowlands, right? The Javits, I'm pretty sure it was booked up and was very expensive to, to book. And, of course, as you know, the garden is being used by Ring of Honor in New Japan. So that's out the question as well. So for whatever reason, they want them going to this pier in, in freaking Red Hook, New York, <laughs> which is in Brooklyn, but it's not necessarily a, a – can't walk there to the Barclays Center per se. So logistically, what I don't like what – what I didn't like about 29 – not much has changed, if not worse, in 35 in WrestleMania this year in the sense that I did not like uh, the fact that everything was spread out. So I, I did, definitely did not like that. So And I, if I'm, and I, that's me being local, and I can imagine some of the other guys who who aren't from around here, let's say aren't renting a car, I feel sorry for you, man, because you're going to rent, you're going to spend a lot on the Uber to the pier, then from the pier, or to the pier to Barclays, Barclays to your hotel. Then you're going to spend money on going to Manhattan, Uber to Manhattan, Manhattan, and then wherever you're at in Jersey. So, man, it's, it's just a logistical nightmare uh, hosting the WrestleMania here. But you know what? Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Phil Murphy, the governor, and I'm pretty sure the office of Andrew Cuomo in New York, they, they figured it out. And somehow we are going to host WrestleMania once again. We're going to make the best of it. The good news is, person like me who lives in Linden, New Jersey, which is uh, not too far. I'm about half an hour by car to MetLife, and I'm also about 30, 35 minutes from a train ride from Penn. So it's all good. So with that being said, so that, that's my two cents on, on WrestleMania. And, and, and just think about some of the other stuff. According to the same article by Forbes, 24 charity events. And, and listen, for a nonprofit, that is huge. That is huge. Um, for the WWE to give back to the community, in this case last year in New Orleans. Think about that. You know, there's a lot of charities around here that are big with the WWE. You talk about the Susan G. Coleman. You talk about the Boys and Girls Club, right? You talk about American Cancer Society, right? Just think about all these charity organizations that, yes, it is about revenues and expenses and net profit, but they're not like, they're not like a Fortune 500 company where it's about maximizing shareholders' values right? or, or maximizing the shareholder dollar. It's about a good cause. And in order to get a good cause, it's all about fundraising, right? And how do you usually fundraise? Usually through galas, whether you sell tables, ads in a journal, whether it's, you, you know, special donors that donate a significant amount, grants or grant writing, right? All five is here and there. So it's not that easy to put these events together. And the fact that the WWE – is coming to town, let's say, after Tuesday, let's say even Wednesday at the earliest, and participate, even even if it's something remotely at these events, it is huge. It is not just huge for the WWE from a PR standpoint, but it is huge from a nonprofit standpoint because, let's say, for example, let's say I believe there's going to be a BA star uh, anti-bully rally, I believe the Tuesday after Mania, and just think about the rub that's going to get. That's free press for the Boys and Girls Club. And anyone that's willing to donate knows that, that, that their dollars are being spent wisely on, on stuff with the nonprofit. Just, just think about that for a second. So 
when when cities are bidding for WrestleMania or for the Super Bowl, it's not just yes, it's not just the stuff that I mentioned, whether it's the hotels, uh, the Airbnb, the restaurants, the tourism, the bars, the cabs, right? It's not just oh the air hotel, uh, air, air air travel. It's not just about that. It is about also what how does it impact the community and the fact that last year they did uh, ten to twenty four charity events or or in that range is just. It's astonishing, and and it's cool, and it's great, and there's a lot of help that that uh, that the New York City area needs, and New Jersey, and I think the WWE, the, the WrestleMania will be huge for the Boys and Girls Club, huge for American Cancer Society, and huge for a few other nonprofits that know can benefit from from partnering with the WWE during WrestleMania week. Even let's say hypothetically, if somehow they were to partner, and if let's say this year the attendance is eighty thousand dollars, and even if let's say each person donates one dollar somehow, some way from the event, that's $80,000. And then from there, even if you divvy it up with a couple of nonprofits, that, that goes a long way, man. That goes a long way, whether it's for food, clothing, book bags, uh, programming, camp, summer camp. You know, uh, it, it's just, just so many different good things that could come about. I mean, from an economic standpoint, and having a nonprofit uh, or or nonprofits benefiting from WrestleMania as well. So I'm I'm proud, you know, proud to to see where the WWE was um, then versus now. It's very interesting, very interesting. You know, from WrestleMania from where it started and how it started. I was reading a little history of WrestleMania, and WrestleMania was started by an idea, you know, between Vince. And Linda McMahon, on, on, while on vacation with Linda McMahon and on, on, a, on his way back, he goes, all right, I'm going to make this event uh, called WrestleMania. <laughs> Very interesting. I believe it would be called a colossal something, but I'm, I'm happy that WrestleMania was the event, was the name, chosen name of the event. And, 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 again, and it was a big gamble. They mortgaged everything. I mean, this is like, think about, you know, Vince McMahon Sr. has been known for a while in the Northeast Circuit. The here, here comes his son. Totally different vision uh, um, about a national wrestling federation and national broadcast. And, and this is when pay-per-view was still in the early stages. And think about who was in mortgage, everything. Um, and, of course, it was, as, as you know, it was available on closed-circuit television in the early days of pay-per-view. And, and as you know, obviously, it's been a success 34, 35 years later. But it's real interesting how now you have been kind of in the line, you know, back end of his career. I, mean, I hate to say he's 70 plus. And you have Stephanie McMahon coming in who, who is all about putting smiles in people's faces, as, as according to the article. And, and it's all about carrying her, her dad's legacy and taking the WWE to the next level, whether it's through WWE films, the partnerships with different charities, and, and also being able to take. Uh, wrestling and take advantage of technology, take advantage of the WWE network, take advantage of the streaming device, and take advantage of original content, original programming, and and being able to provide that access so that you could have the WWE network on any device, whether it's phone, tablet, computer, you name it, uh, the WWE is available with original content. And you know what? Killed their DVD sales per se, but they'll make that money back on volume via economies of scale via the amount of subscriptions to the WWE network. And the future is bright with the network from the rumor that I heard of having the English promotions ICW on there and let's say if other federations partner 
with the WWE, similar to how the UFC fight pass originally, how that model was. The network is in a great shape in the sense that not just you'll buy the network, not just for that, but you'll buy the network for the other feds that are available on on the network as well. So that's a, it's a very awesome business model, and I'm very happy that Stephanie McMahon wants to continue her dad's legacy and do that. Now, so as I mentioned before, the gate for 33 was in 181.5. Um, Last year, I'm sorry, the economic impact in Orlando was 181.5, which if you I just think about all the stuff that I just mentioned and you add the theme parks in Orlando. So it was very beneficial to, to Disney and to Universal in a sense that you had extra individuals who were wrestling fans during WrestleMania weekend who took advantage of Magic Kingdom or Abcrop Center or Hollywood Studios or or, or Animal Kingdom. And then also Universal Studios as well. So just think about that, man. Just think about just think about 181 million in Orlando. Probably a little bit less because in New Orleans, honestly, I gambled at Harris, I remember, and I remember going up and down Bourbon, but that that's basically, that was basically oh, and then Access. That and then WrestleCon. That was basically my my WrestleMania trip. <laughs> That was my trip, but the cool part about Orlando is there was yes, it was spread out, but you 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 add all that stuff that I just mentioned, and you add the theme parks component to it, and it just it makes WrestleMania not just an event, not not just an you know one day event, it makes it an entire vacation. And next year in Tampa, yes, it's not it's not Orlando in the sense that you're gonna have a million parks, but you do have the opportunities of having Busch Gardens, and you have St. Pete, you have Clearwater. Um, you have Ybor City. There's a lot of great things, a lot of great possibilities with WrestleMania 36 um, that, of course, you cannot do here in New York. Uh, for example, go to the beach. Well, you could, but you'll freeze your butt off. So um, it's pretty interesting uh, for next year for WrestleMania, and I think it's going to be the same thing. WrestleMania has turned into not just a, an event, not one-day event. It has turned into uh, a week of vacation, and I believe as of this will be the third year that they have the five days in a row. So the last couple of years have been um, Hall of Fame, NXT, WrestleMania, Raw, SmackDown. Uh, this year they change, kind of changed it up a little bit. You could say because of competition, maybe, maybe not. This year you have T first, then Hall of Fame, then WrestleMania, then Raw, and then SmackDown. This would be probably the last year with that structure. And, I'm, and the only reason why is since the Fox deal – comes in October, if it's live on Fridays, I mean, the only other logical explanation, uh, I don't know, would be maybe they come in Friday before Mania, they'll tape Friday live or film Friday live, have Saturday, Sunday uh, to get ready for the venue. Anyway, they're there. A lot of the crew is already there building the set. MetLife is being built for WrestleMania right now and maybe just do, um, you know, the, the, the regular thing. I don't know. Or what they might do is they might do um, Friday, NXT, Saturday, Hall of Fame, Sunday, WrestleMania, Monday, Raw, and then maybe, and I guess, and then Friday will probably be part of the new schedule on the road post-Mania. So, it sucks. So, this will be the last year, the five consecutive events with with SmackDown moving to, to Fox in October, and then the, on top of that, the rumor being that you're going to add a third hour, which I think worst case scenario or best case scenario. I th- I like SmackDown the way it is. I think um, 
there's two two arguments to that. The one argument is yes, you could showcase more wrestlers, you could develop more characters, develop more storylines, right? But the other thing is you're gonna have that third hour drag like on Raw, and then you're gonna have you know things that shouldn't be that long, longer than usual, because you're trying to fill in a, a, a gap in time. So the rumor is, I believe what's gonna happen is they're gonna do. I believe they're going to do Raw, you know, SmackDown still the remaining two hours, and then that third hour sell it to Fox for like $50 million to, to have original content, a.k.a. 205. That's what I think was going to happen. I, I, don't, I don't see SmackDown having three hours live, and if it does, I think it's a big gamble. It could work, could not work. I mean, it, it worked for Raw for a long time, but I think um, it needed a third hour, to me, obviously, to compete with Monday Nitro in the height of the Monday Night Wars. And then, you know, once the wars are over, then you could have went back to two hours. But I believe it's all about selling advertising. And I believe it's like five segments per hour. And you think about it, you're going to go from 15 to 10. You could lose an opportunity for advertising revenue for the organization from a business standpoint. Um, it doesn't make sense. It It, it, it makes sense from a holistic from a pure wrestling standpoint to cut down to two hours and it makes sense, right? To make Raw two hour show again. But from a business sense, why you're going to lose out on what an opportunity cost of millions of dollars of charging KFC and all these other sponsors for what? Because a couple of people in the IWC are upset. No way. So Raw is going to be, to me, Raw is going to continue to be three hours for sure. No doubt, because it doesn't make business sense to cut to two hours unless they're not getting enough advertisers. Then, then I could say, you know what? Let's go to let's go to two hours. But if they're getting enough advertisers, why why try? Right? Why? Because a couple of people are pissed in the IWC. So, so I don't I don't see that going down. And as far as the, as far as SmackDown, yeah, I, I could see it going three hours, but or I could see it remaining two hours and the third hour being sold to FS1. So that's that's what I think is going to happen. So. All right. Wow. So this will be the last year with the five consecutive days. So I hope you learned a little bit about, you know, WrestleMania, how it's made over $181 million in, in Orlando. It made $14 million at the gate last year in New Orleans. And just think about the economic impact of why these cities bid for WrestleMania. Just think about the hotels, think about the SMV, think about the cabs. Think about the restaurants, think about the bars, just think about the tourism that's involved. And if you have in, the, in, a, in a city like a L.A. or like in Orlando or, or next year in Tampa with Bush Gardens, just think about the economic impact on, on consumer spending at the theme parks. Just, just think about that for a minute and think about why sometimes the same cities always win, whether it's New Orleans or whether it's Florida. It's not just about how much can you pay, you know, how much can these guys, you know, any up or, or dish out with money? Um, it's all about the economic impact that, you know, for both parties as well, for the WWE as well, and how much is the organization, you know, is the city going to give breaks, whether it's tax breaks or other types of incentives for the WWE to come there and just think about, you know, what does your city have to offer? You know, of course, or New Orleans, or Orlando, or Miami has a little bit more to offer than some of these other cities, and which is why you've been seeing um, WrestleMania rotated in the same cities over the past couple of years. New York, of course, is like where you know the height 
of the uh, North you know, the, during the territory days. And New York is always a hot market. It's a local market, anyway, close to the headquarters of Stanford. So it makes sense from a business perspective. And they'll make a lot of money, not just off the New York residents, but the New Jersey residents. And, of course, they'll make that international money as well, people traveling from abroad. So I hope you learned something, man. So it's very interesting. I always wanted to do a WrestleMania, the business episode of Choked Out Radio, just to talk about the business perspective of WrestleMania and think about why some of these cities always win. And I got into some of the deal with with Fox and why that goes down and, and think about all the charities that the WWE impacts in a week span as well. And, and I'm very excited for what they're going to do locally here, especially for some of the charities here in New Jersey. All right. It's been a pleasure. Jim Russell, the first of two episodes, my next episode is going to be taped today and you'll see it released with, my good buddy Curvin from the Yep I Like Wrestling group. Follow them. I think it's Yep I L W on Instagram and Twitter and follow and please be on their page. And as far as me, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Choked Out Radio and also please like my Choked Out Radio Facebook page. It's been a pleasure. We got a couple of minutes left, but I think I'm gonna cut it off at twenty five minutes. It's a nice amount of time for you to understand wrestling in the business. Hope you enjoyed it. Tell your friends. Listen to Double Feature. Take care.